And we're back with another episode of I Have Issues. It's your boy Vasos bringing you the issues for the week of July 6th, 2022. We've got Marvel, we've got DC, we've got the Indies. Little love and thunder for you right there. Little sweet child of mine bringing us into the show in honor Thor Love and Thunder coming out this week. So, uh, but yeah, anyway, back to the comics. Uh, yeah, there was some some uh, pretty pretty tight competition for this. We've got, we're going back to the, uh, the triple threat. Uh, the triple threat uh, um, format uh, for the show to determine pick of the week. We have some uh, worthy contenders to duke it out there at the end of the show this week. So who's going to be the best Marvel, the best of DC, the best of the Indies? Let's not waste any more time. Let's get to it. Let's find out who's got what it takes to take home pick of the week. Let's get to the issues. We're going to go ahead and kick things off this week with Marvel. Up first, we have Amazing Spider-Man, issue number 5, legacy number 899. So the next issue will be 900. Uh, so this is basically, uh, you know, Peter's realized, oh man, I just made a huge mistake by helping uh, Tombstone. I took out the Rose, so he's, he's pissed at himself. He's like, holy crap, how did I let myself get played like that? You know, I'm hurt, all this other stuff. You know, I'm, I'm beat to hell. I'm not thinking clearly, and he played me. So he's pissed and whatever. So he goes back home, uh, and Black Cat kind of, you know, meets up with him. She's waiting for him to kind of come home, and she's like, hey, look, I'm just checking on you. He's like, look, I'm fine. And she's like, look, I, I know, but, you know, you haven't been the same since everything that happened with Ben. You know, you just need to know that you have friends and people that care about you. So don't try to beat yourself up and fight this alone. Yada, yada, yada. So whatever. Peter goes to sleep. Well, then he gets up the next day. He's like, all right, well, you know what? How can I make Tombstone's life a living hell and get back at him? So he pretty much, you know, he... uh <laughs> He captures a couple people, breaks up uh, some stuff for the Rose, basically gives them info on Tombstone, where they got uh, supply houses, things like that. Um, so then he goes straight to Tombstone, and he says, Oh, yeah, you know, hey, man, I'm glad we're working together, yada, yada, yada. And he says, Oh, no, I never said that, you know. And he says, Oh, yeah, it'd be a real shame to, you know, basically it's a two-way street. 
you know, Tombstone doesn't want to say that Spider-Man helped him. Uh, and Spider-Man doesn't want anyone to know that he helped Tombstone. So he's just kind of like, look, I am what I am. You know, you can lose all respect from the underground if they realize you're working with me. So you're going to knock the shit off. So Tombstone's kind of like, all right, you son of a bitch, well played. But, uh, yeah, it was a pretty fun issue. Like I said, I, I dig it. And it looks like things are getting back on track with uh, Peter and Aunt May. So we'll be nice there. That's Amazing Spider-Man issue number five. Up next, we have Captain America, the Sentinel of Liberty, issue number two. So pretty much, you know, Cap hasn't heard from Bucky uh, since the uh, plan, the bombing went wrong. Uh, and all he can, all Cap can think about is, uh, you know, what the person said to him. You know, it's their symbol, not ours. Or it's not, it's their symbol, not yours, whatever. Referring to the shield. So Cap's kind of, you know, he's got his friends looking at all these different things. Kind of coordinates. Or finds these coordinates. Goes and he starts fighting and it's all these amalgamations of all the different organizations he's fought over the years. Merge kind of into one. Um... They've all basically joined forces to, to fight Cap and basically destroy Cap while using his uh, using the shield uh, the, or the design of the shield as it's uh, basically turning on its head. But it's a lot of uh, undercover stuff, and I like the little twist at the end as it shows that Bucky isn't just uh, <laughs> isn't just sulking and hiding. He's actually doing some detective work, so he's off grid off the grid and he's uh but he's doing some business so i kind of like how that goes that's captain america sentinel of liberty issue number two up next we have carnage issue number four uh so what is the detective's name john uh is it smart i can't remember anyway uh John, I'm sorry, Shade, John Shane. So, you know, he gets pulled into this time, not time warp, but like this uh, rift in uh, the realms. And he kind of gets left out in limbo in the middle of nowhere. Um, while Carnage and... Uh, I forget what the serial killer's name is that uh, is following Carnage around. So he's, uh, they go to one of the realms uh, to steal powers. Well, you know, one of the ten realms, it is, uh, is it Smuffelheim? Anyway, it's it's a it's a land with one of the uh, some of the L or the Dark Elves. Uh, you know, they, to give a little recap of Malakath. And all this other stuff. Uh, Kenneth, that was the guy's name. And so basically, Carnage starts hunting down these these elves that are kind of on their their wild hunt and all this other stuff. And you know, Carnage is taking a few of these elves out because there's supposed to be six of them out on this hunt. So Carnage's plan is pretty much to kill them all, drain whatever powers of theirs, and then ultimately capture the wolf that they're all hunting and basically steal its power. <laughs> um, 
Meanwhile, uh, Shade gets kind of pulled in out of that vast of nothing and gets grabbed by Spiderling. And she's kind of like, look, uh, I need you, basically, you're going to be the one that's going to have to fix the, the Web of Destiny. Uh, it all kind of points to you type of thing. So, pretty interesting. I'm intrigued. So that is uh, Carnage, issue number four. Up next, we have Ghost Rider, issue number four. So, you know, looks like Ghost Rider's just a step behind on everything. He keeps... He's driving through the countryside. He keeps seeing these ghost towns. Uh, by ghost towns, I mean just literally cars are just left. You know, jobs abandoned. All kinds of stuff. Just just people just up and left for no reason. Like in a hypnotic state, it's this carnival that's calling them. And so and Carn or Ghost Rider is just behind. He's trying to catch up, trying to catch up. Finally, he's able to catch up. And this carnival is just like luring people in to their deaths and it's just killing them, you know, and they can't do anything about it. You know, they're hypnotized. So Ghost Rider fights them. Oh, it, it, it's a lot of really cool ghost, you know, uh, spirit of vengeance type shit. Uh, at one point at the beginning, you know, he wakes up in this, uh, he being Johnny Blaze, he wakes up in this, uh, <laughs> this uh, uh, gas station bathroom. He's puking up his guts. Um, because he's just kind of coming to from after being transformed from uh, the Ghost Rider. And so there's, there's this guy banging on the door, you know, t threatening, you know, he's going to kick his ass and all this other stuff. So, you know, Johnny opens the door, and the guy's like, what, you staring at something? You know, man, I'd have kicked your ass. And so Johnny's just like, yeah, hang on just a second. And he, boom, pops the guy right in the face, breaks his nose. So, I did dig that. But, yeah, this is pretty cool. I'm, I'm liking where this is going. Uh, just great artwork. You know, artwork looks really... It's... It kind of reminds me a little bit of the Sandman universe. Just in how detailed... Or just how... Horrifying it is. There's a lot of body horror in this. So, it's pretty cool. That's Ghost Rider, issue number four. Up next, we have Jane Foster and the Mighty Thor, issue number two. So, Jane's kind of off on her own adventure, kind of, well, not her own adventure, her own side quest, trying to locate Thor. So she goes, she's listening to Odin, and Odin's basically like, yo, you gotta go here, you gotta go here. So she goes to New Orleans, uh, to visit Dr. Voodoo. And basically she's like, hey, look, I need to know where the hell is Thor? You know, what's going on? Yada, yada, yada. So Voodoo's like, okay, you gotta go kind of uh, here. So he kind of points her in the direction of where she needs to go. Meanwhile, you've got the war on Asgard being sieged. And they're going after Sif. Because they take out Sif, they take out their eyes and all that other stuff. Well, the Enchantress has kind of uh, just kind of infiltrated their ranks, and she's going uh, for the keys to hell. Um, pretty much, I'm guessing to uh, unleash Hera, uh, not Hela, or Hera, Hela, to unlock Hela and let her kind of loose to kind of let out that part of their plan. So overall, a lot going on, a lot of action. Uh, 
But good stuff. I'm really digging this one. That's Jane Foster and the Mighty Thor, issue number two. Up next, we have King Conan, issue number six. I think this is the end, maybe, of this arc. I don't know if this is going to keep going or not, uh, or the end of the series, but it's definitely the end of the arc. So, Conan has pretty much, you know, he's just, he's at pretty much, they're pretty much at the end. You know, him and uh, the wizard that he's working with, uh, Tama Toth or something like that, they've, they've worn down the witch and her magic, and they're fighting, and they, they found a way to sink the island and everything with it. So, uh, you know, the wizard is driven mad essentially and basically ends up drowning himself because <laughs> he thinks all the power with the island went down there all the magical power went down um so he's gonna go down and try to get it well it's at the bottom of the ocean it's just going and going and going and of course he can he can't breathe so uh he did uh but at the beginning you see uh at the beginning of the issue it's kind of split into two different things that's going on uh conan broke broke breaks his sword and it's washed up, you know, at sea, and they find it. Them being uh, uh, King Khan's, uh, or Conan's son, Khan, his uh, his men bring him to him. And said, you know, we fear the worst. You know, we found your father's sword. It's broken. It's at sea. And so, you know, the king is like, "Well, prepare my ship. I'm gonna go try to find my father." So they uh, they go look, or he goes and looks, and he kind of's like, hmm, you know what? I don't believe he's dead. You know, my father's too resourceful. So he throws his own sword <laughs> into the oceans, like wherever he is, he'll need that. I trust that it'll uh, that the ocean will find a way to get this sword to him. And and sure enough, Conan does get the sword. Uh, so that's pretty pretty neat. I like the way this wrapped up and ended. And Conan's off on another adventure. So that's King Conan, issue number six. Up next, probably my, if not my runner-up, it was definitely the next runner-up for Best of Marvel this week. It's Strange Academy, issue number 18. So... You know, of course, the students have bailed. They were pissed that they, you know, uh, they all walked out, or half of them walked out in defiance of uh, of them expelling uh, Calvin. So Emily and the whole, you know, Strange Academy crew, they they bailed. They all bailed, and uh, so they're holed up in the the Sanctum Sanctorum, and uh, so they're doing their own thing, you know, which is funny. They order pizza and. Uh, Herman basically tries to pretend he's Doctor Strange, and the guy's like, yeah, okay, whatever, here's your pizzas. So basically, you know, they're trying to figure out why, what their demands are to get them to go back, what their point is, what exactly they're protesting. You know, obviously it's for Calvin, but what do they plan to do about it, yada, yada, yada. And Emily's like, no, my plan is basically to get them to see the error of their ways and to basically learn my powers now that this ring that uh, Doyle gave her and uh, was its keys to the 
pulls a lot of energy from the dark dimension. And all of a sudden, Doyle and Emily's minds link together, and he kind of catches a quick glimpse of kind of what goes on in the future. And he's like, oh, shit. So he goes and gets a reading uh, from, I believe, one of the same ladies that uh, tried to read his future uh, earlier in the series. And he goes back to her, he's like, look, I'm sorry, I know I hurt you, but I need you to look back at my memories. I need to re- see exactly, because all this went too fast. I need to be able to look at it again, and I need you to tell me what it is. You know, so he goes back and he looks and he's like, oh, my God, I've been looking at this wrong the whole time. It's not me. It's not me that brings, you know, this war to Earth and, you know, leads to the destruction of this school. You know, yeah, I have a small part in it, but it's not I'm not the one leading the charge. It's going to end up, you know, uh, bringing my father over in, you know, the dark dimension to take over. It's Emily. Um, so he tells this to Dr. Voodoo. Dr. Voodoo and all this, the teachers kind of go over to the sanctum. And things don't go so well. <laughs> Emily's really tapping into this power. And she's able, not really to control it, but she's just using it. And it's it's overpowering, you know, the, the, the faculty. So she kind of is like, look, y'all get the hell out of here. I've already flipped your magic that you had planned. And Dr. Voodoo's like, we'll leave. We'll leave. So going to be, it's really interesting. So I'm, I'm excited. I like this twist. You know, Emily the baddie, not Doyle. And Doyle's trying to uh, to save the day, so to speak. So be cool. That's Strange Academy issue 18. And finally, we have What If Miles Morales issue number five. I was not a fan of this dialogue. You had a lot of the same problems you had with um, the last issue. Just very poor wording, very poor dialogue. You know, you can tell, I, th- I think like I said the last time, you can tell it's a white guy writing this trying to sound like he's hooked, like he's hip, like he's cool. Um, trying to talk like a, you know, a kid. You know, nowadays, you know, trying to use the lingo, you know, it's basically a stereotype of how he thinks black people sound. (laughs) So that's why I'm just like, oh, my God, dude, this is horrible. This writing is so bad. The dialogue, at least, you know, the story was kind of cool. You know, you've got uh, Hulk Miles, you've got Thor Miles, Cat Miles and Wolverine Miles. They all show up to help the main Miles. to basically fight off, uh, you know, the multiversal versions of uh, Uncle Aaron. So they all show up to help. They have a big fight. You know, they're able to basically win the day, yada, yada, yada. So, yeah, yeah. You know, I liked I liked the Captain America one. It, that one wasn't my favorite, but I really liked the Wolverine one. I thought that one was really good, but the Hulk one was really my favorite. I really like the Hulk uh, issue of this What If Miles. Um, but I hated the Thor. I really hated the Thor. And I really kind of hated this one. Not as much as I hated the Thor one, but I just I did not did not care for it. Uh, I think they kind of ruined the story. I just, yeah, I don't know. Didn't do it for me. 
But overall, I guess it was an all right series. Definitely, I guess, if you're a Miles fan, check it out. Judge for yourself. Um, but yeah, that is a What If Miles Morales issue number five. Okay, also out from Marvel this week, we have Legion of X issue number three. I did not pick up Sabretooth issue five. I just I was not really kind of... Uh, I was on the fence about whether to get it or not, and I just decided, you know what? I'm just going to lay low off of it, so I did not pick it up. Sabretooth number five. Uh, Avengers Forever issue number seven. Uh, excellent issue number five. And Star Wars The Halcyon Legacy issue four. Moving on to the end of the show this week. It's the best of Marvel. It's Black Panther issue number seven. All right. Let's go ahead and let's move on to DC. DC Comics. Okay, so my shop was shorted quite a few of its, or my shop, my local shop was shorted. Uh, some of its DC didn't quite get all of it. Um, most notably, Batman 125. So I didn't get Batman. Uh, didn't get Batman 89 or Batman Beyond. So it's kind of disappointed in that because those were the ones I was really looking forward to. But we shall continue on uh well what did get i did get batman killing time issue number five uh so this starts out i mean it's just blood and guts and murder it's just just the fallout of like a straight up firefight uh you know obviously the riddler and catwoman have stolen uh the eye of uh i think it's the eye of jesus i think is what it is um and they've uh, <laughs> so they've negotiated, I guess, kind of a deal to hand it over for money with the government agent that they kind of screwed over. And she's not playing nice. She has all this backup. Uh, so she, like I said, she has all this backup, and basically the penguin kind of finds out about it, uh, what's going on, and so now he has all these freaking goons. He's just telling all these people, hey, person that, you know, brings me the eye gets X amount reward. And I mean, there's just vans and vans and vans of these fools. So you've got all these government agents, you got all these, these, you know, these, you know, uh, bad guys. They're all just, you know, headed for this part. And I mean, it's just a firefight. It's just a brutal murder of everybody. People are dying left, right. And all this is just within a matter of, you know, minutes of its of itself, you know. So, uh, but Batman and the help kind of just arrived just before all this happens. Uh, 
and they're not able really to help because like i said this is all kind of happening away a little bit away from them not too far away from them but it's within where they can see it so it's just all hell's breaking loose uh i'm really dug it at first i was like okay where is this going you know i was like all right tom king where the hell are you going with this and by the time you know the big picture kind of pulled back as to what was going on i was like okay i dig it all right i get where batman and the help fit into this part of the story so pretty cool as batman killing time issue number five up next we have dark crisis issue number two so, uh, first of all, we find out that Beast Boy isn't dead, you know, <laughs> you know, in issue one, uh, Deathstroke shot him pretty much point blank in the face, um, and figured he was dead. No, nope, he survived somehow. You know, his physiology helped keep him alive. Uh, <laughs> but pretty much, uh, you know, Deathstroke is pretty much winning. He's you know beating the heroes he's killed you know some of the the titans academy he's killed just some of the other d-league uh, heroes and he's beaten them but his plan was never to really to win the day there it was just basically to send a message uh and so you know he has uh he plans for you know dick grayson he's basically like all right look you know slade you want me because at one point, you know, Slade has the, uh, the, uh, some of the other students, uh, from the academy pretty much in, in his gunpoint. And, you know, Dick Nightwing's like, look, Slade, you want me? I've always been the problem, you know, the one you've had a problem with. Just kill me and get this over with and leave them alone. And, of course, you know, Slade's like, all right, I can do that. Boom. And he shoots. Well, in comes, uh, Superman, uh, John, Jonathan Kent. So he comes in, blocks the bullet. And he's like, yeah, I kind of figured that was your play, Grayson. As soon as you, uh, as soon as you offered yourself up, I kind of figured you were just stalling for time or calling out. So he goes, but I got a backup plan. He has Cyborg Superman come in <laughs> to fight John. Uh, so they have their own fight. Uh, John ultimately ends up winning, but I mean, it's just a total disaster. It's a total disaster, and Black Adam kind of comes down and kind of scolds him. He's like, this proves, you know, he says, this proves everything that I was right. You know, Jonathan Kent, you're not fit and ready to lead the Justice League. And he turns to Nightwing, he says, and you, you were the one I had hoped for. Talking about Nightwing, he says, you know, you obviously are not the, the, the leader or the man that I thought you were. So he's, and so they're like, well, shit, you think you can do it better back at him? He says, actually, you know what? I think I can, and I'm the only one fit that's going to be willing to do this uh, because they also attack uh, Kondok, and I'm ready to make them pay. <laughs> so, like I said, a lot, a lot of shit happening, so it's pretty cool. That's Dark Crisis issue number two. Meanwhile, like I said, you've got all the Pariah and other Earth, you know, other uh, multiversal stuff going on, kind of as a backdrop. Not, not so much focused in this story, but or in this issue, but, you know, still cool. Dark Crisis issue two. Up next, we have DC versus Vampires, issue number seven. So, Dr. Bones, uh, who is it? It's Dr. Bones, it's Peacemaker, um, 
a couple others. I can't remember who else it is. Pretty much they're driving this vehicle and they're trying to, oh, they're, I don't remember what it is. They're meeting up with, uh, uh, no, 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 they're not meeting up with them. But anyway, they're, they're, they're trying to get to this vehicle or they're, they're driving this vehicle to get it where they need it to go. And they get ambushed by these vampires. You know, it's uh, first of it's Plastic Man. And so they're fighting him off. Well, then in comes Wonder Woman, in comes Firestorm, and a few others, and they just slaughter everybody. <coughs> um, and everybody's dead. <clears throat> and then uh, uh, Janna of the Wonder Twins comes in, and she manages to kind of turn the tides. It explodes uh, Firestorm. And is able to buy her some time. Director Bones is somehow still alive. Come to find out, he was kind of had this uh, spell cast on him that he couldn't die. Uh, at least until I guess they got where they needed to get. Uh, there was like a barrier once it got to this point, you know, then he could die. Uh, but uh, Jana gets in this this uh, car. Basically, so you got to drive. He's telling her, okay, we got to get here, we got to get to here, we got to get to here, take this armored car. So they drive off. And uh, you find out the reason they wanted that armored car was, well, Supergirl's in the trunk. <laughs> so they show up and, uh, you know, they get taken to the secret uh, hiding spot of uh, what's left of humanity or of the heroes. And uh, so now you've got, you've got Oliver, Green Arrow, planning, you know, planning his thing his next plan of attack and then you've got Batgirl Barbara Gordon she's like no screw this I'm going to Gotham and I'm going to fuck you know I'm going to take down Dick I'm going to go down fighting they won't expect us to attack head on and they're all like whoa that is a terrible idea terrible idea Barbara smart but it's terrible because yeah they'll never see it coming but anybody that goes into Gotham is never seen again and that's just basically suicide mission so it's, like I said, I, I like where this is ramping up because everybody's pissed, but now it seems like they kind of have a couple different, uh, couple different angles they can take. So it'll be, it'll be fun. I'll, I'm, I'm kind of digging it. DC versus Vampires, issue number seven. And finally this week, we have Flashpoint Beyond, issue number three. So at the end of uh, the last issue, uh, Superman showed up. The Flashpoint Superman showed up. And uh, he was pissed at Batman. And, of course, Batman's like, no, forget this. I'm done. You know, screw you. Uh, <laughs> and he's just like, no. This, you know, I don't want to help. You know, I got to end this world. Yada, yada, yada. And the Superman's like, no, you don't understand. And basically knocks him out. <laughs> and takes him... Uh, to this spot, I guess it's somewhere within the green. Uh, getting manned by the new Swamp Thing. Um, I'm guessing it's the new Swamp Thing, but just in the Flashpoint world. But then him and Poison Ivy. Um, pretty much, you find out that uh, the Kryptonians, uh, Krypton, never blew up. That they are actually on their way to Earth to kind of take it over and repurpose it as their own world. Um, so that's going on. Uh, 
you see a glimpse of uh, of uh, uh, Thawne, who's dead. <laughs> you know, he's dead. Uh, he kind of popped in, and then next thing you know, you find him, and he's dead. So it kind of leaves that clockwork killer is still, it's not Thawne. We're thinking maybe it's Thawne, but it's not Thawne. So interesting to see who uh, who actually it is. But yeah, Superman doing Superman things. He's protecting the Earth at all costs, even if it means fighting and killing his own people. So fun fun issue there. Not as good as the last, but still was, was still pretty fun. That's Flashpoint Beyond issue number three. All right. Also out this week from DC Comics, like I said, there's Batman issue 125, which I did not get. I plan on picking that up and reading it. Uh, Batman uh, 89 issue 6, the finale to that series. I do plan on picking that one up and reading it. Just my shop didn't get it. And Batman Beyond Neo year issue 4, also did not get that one in, so I will pick that one up as it comes in. Uh, Also out, we have Poison Ivy issue number 2. Monkey Prince, issue number six. Multiversity Teen Justice, issue two. Nubia, Queen of the Amazons, issue two. Black Adam, The Justice Society Files, Hawkman, number one. That is a mouthful to say. This is, I guess, going to be a movie tie-in, kind of. And also a book I did not pick up this week, The Suicide Squad Blaze, issue number three. I'm thinking that's the finale to that uh, miniseries, that oversized... uh, issue i just wasn't really feeling the story so it's like do i really want to spend seven bucks on this book i don't know i'll wait and see maybe i'll go back and get it i don't know i'm curious to see how where they they finish up that story but i don't necessarily see it as something that i'm like dying to know what happens at the end um but yeah but the best of dc this week it's the Joker, issue number 15. So that will move on to the end of today's show. All right, so let's keep things moving and let's finish things out with the indies. Finishing things out this week with the Indies. Up first, from Image Comics, we have The Closet, issue number two by James Tinney and the fourth. This one almost got my uh, best of the Indies this week. Uh, almost, like I said. So you, it, it's, you know, it starts out with... Uh, the, the dad's name. Oh man, I cannot remember. Tom. Thomas, Tom. But anyway, so Tom is basically, he's driving with his son Jamie. You know, they're making the uh, the road trip from New York all the way to Portland. And so they're kind of going through the mountains and whatnot. And so they're staying at a fr- uh, friend of Tom's house. Uh, Tom's house. Him and his son. So uh, they get to his buddy's house. 
And, you know, they're all kind of hanging out, you know, letting them unwind, all this other stuff. And uh, so they're, you know, uh, uh, Jamie, the son, falls asleep. So Tom, you know, puts him in the in the guest room. And, you know, Jamie's still scared. He says, you know, Dad, you said that, you know, I'd be able to sleep with you, with you, uh, you know, you, you'd sleep in the room with me. And he says, well, yeah, son. He goes, I get that. He says, but, you know, he says, and we will. He says, but don't worry. That, you know, the closet is hundreds and hundreds of thousands of miles away. It's thousands of miles away over, you know, back in New York. We're way away from that. You don't ever have to see that closet again. You know, whatever was in that closet, he's gone. He's there. He's not, he's, he didn't come with you. So, so Jamie's just going, oh, okay, Dad. So he's trying to sleep. Meanwhile, you've got Tom. He's just throwing a pity party for himself. You know, and his buddy's just like, dude, you're a freaking idiot, dude. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Shape up. You have a kid. You know, you have a great wife. He says, and here you are feeling sorry for yourself. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> so he's basically just hitting it with some stone-cold truth, you know, He's like, bro, you gotta cheer up. Like, you got to seriously knock this shit off. So you got that kind of crisis going on. Uh, this real, real life situation, uh, real relationship problem going on. And then you got everything that's gonna happen with the son, with Jamie. His, uh, well, you know, he's kind of fighting his sleep. Well, then all of a sudden he sees the. Uh, the creature the, it comes out of the closet that's there you know in that room and it comes out and it, it sees him so he takes off running and he goes all the way trying to go you know he's banging on the, the back door and I'll be damned if that creature is just on him like that and it doesn't kill him but it drags him back and it's like oh shit <laughs> You know, this this creature don't freaking play, dude. It's wild. So, I'm digging it. I'm really liking this. It's very creepy. Very dialogue heavy. A lot of backstory that's just kind of filling in before it gets to the the closet part or the creepy part uh, of the creature. But, I think this is kind of the... I think Tinian's really found his niche with stuff like this. With Department of Truth. With uh, uh, Nice House on the Lake. With just things. Or even, you know, House of Slaughter and uh something's killing shit where he can be really dark and messed up and twisted in the head i think that's his niche um but yeah that is uh the closet issue number two up next we have little monsters issue number five so the last issue ended with uh one of the twins getting decapitated i believe it was uh ronnie yeah i believe it was ronnie was the one it got uh, got killed, and uh, uh, so his brother uh, uh, Raymond's like, dude, like, what? And he's he's freaking out because you know, as his twin brother, his twin brother's dead. So he's freaking out, and the guys, you know, the guy that killed him, that decapitated him, is like, you know, back you little shits, yada yada yada. So he's fighting them off, trying to get out of the way. So he takes off running. Uh, and Bats wants to go after him. He's like, no, fuck, we're hunting him. Fuck this guy. We're going to get him. And everyone else is like, dude, it's almost sunrise. Like, we don't have time to go chasing this guy. We got to get back and we got to get to sleep because 
you know, we're dead. <laughs> we go chasing this guy. Who knows how long it'll take us to catch him and how far out we're going to be from any type of shelter. So it's, like I said, it's pretty, pretty twisted. Uh, and then you've also got stuff going on with, uh, with, uh, Romy and, uh, with, uh, What's the other two that are over there? Uh, Yui, uh, Yui and uh, uh, what's the one with the guitar? I can't remember the one with the guitar. I think it's Lucas. But anyway, you know, they're, they're telling Laura kind of, I guess, why they're keeping their distance and that, you know, they really don't want to harm her, this, this, and this. It's just they've been alone for so long, yada, yada, yada. So uh, interesting way. I like the way it ends as well. Very, very very cool and it's like ooh this is gonna be pretty twisted so I, I dig it that is Little Monsters issue number 5 up next we have Mighty Morphin issue number 21 uh, so you know of course Jason's still moping about you know uh, everyone's kind of gone in there to check on him and Kimberly thought you know she was the only one that went to go check on him he's like look I don't want to talk you know, but if, if I do, I'll call you, whatever. So she leaves, and Trini was out there kind of catching up on her life. You know, all these messages she's missed while she's been off-world. Uh, but she had previously already had the same idea as, as Kimberly. So they kind of go off, and they uh, they go shopping, all this other stuff. They're kind of catching up, and Trini's kind of... She kind of drops a few bombshells and things like that about, you know, everything that had been erased from their minds, uh, about when they corrected, I guess, the the timeline all this other stuff so now Kimberly's like worried and now she's being distant and Tommy comes to check on her like look whatever's on your mind just know you know you don't have to face this alone so she's told Billy hey can you ramp up the powers can you can you do something to protect us to make us more powerful yada 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 and Billy's like well yeah I can try I'll, I'll look into it so then Billy calls her like while she's having this conversation with Tommy, he's like, hey, I figured out a way of something we can do. It's experimental. Uh, you have to go inside this pocket dimension. Uh, you know, and I think we can test it out there. And it'll be off Zordon's radar and Alpha, so that way they can't uh, <laughs> they can't be like, hey, what the hell are you doing? Uh, so they go in the pocket dimension. They start pulling off. Now they get these, like, metallic armor powers. Um, but there's a problem with that. You know, every all powers comes at the cost of something. Well, the dimension that the pocket dimension they're in starts collapsing in on itself. So, uh, and more bad guys are coming out. And so it's going to be, uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty crazy. All this to protect Tommy. Um, but yeah, that is Mighty Morphin issue number 21. And finally this week we have a Twig issue number three. So it starts out with Twig. He's having images of if he fails his quest. You know, basically, everybody's dying. Uh, so he wakes up, whatever. So he's going on about his quest, and he gets captured. He gets captured by this, I forget what what, uh, what he called the, the creature. But he gets captured, and Splat ends up bailing him out, getting him out. Uh, so they're going on and on. They finally get to where they the next part of their journey leads them where they need to be or they need to get the heart of a beast or something like that well this uh great plane great plains of the horned beast is just completely 
barren. There's nothing living out there. I mean, it's just a freaking boneyard of, of dead horned beasts and things like that. So it's like, oh, crap. Uh, well, this might have been for nothing. <laughs> uh, when suddenly, you know, splat spots, you know, he's like, well, actually, there's one right there. And so Twig goes kind of chasing after it. And now they're kind of at the end of edge of a mountain. They're kind of kind of at an impasse because Twig's not sure if he has what it takes to actually kill and take the heart of this beast, but he knows he has to, and he knows that the creature itself is scared because it knows that basically, I guess, the Twig's there to kill him. Uh, and like I said, Twig's like, I don't know if I have what it takes to actually take this thing's heart out and kill it, but to save the world, I kind of have to so I kind of have to suck it up so interesting moral dilemma there with uh, with twig that's twig issue number three all right also out this week from boom studios we have once in future issue 27 uh, basilic issue number nine magic the gathering issue number 16 and then also out from Image this week, we have Saga, issue 60. Time Before Time, issue 14. Philadelphia issue 23. Starhenge, book one. The Dragon and the Boar, issue number one. That Texas Blood, issue 15. And a new number one, Prodigy, the Icarus Society, number one. But the best of... The Indies this week, it's Spawn, issue 331, moving on to the final round. Okay, final round is coming to you next. got the final round representing Marvel we have Black Panther issue number 7 representing DC we have the Joker issue number 15 and representing the Indies we have Spawn issue number 331 okay so what's going to take home pick of the week well first runner up number Two? Or number three. We'll just, say, we'll just say number three this week. It's Spawn issue 331. This is pretty much the origin of Cogliostro. Of how, you know, he was originally uh, Cain. Of Cain and Abel. Uh, and how he died, went to hell. And how he pretty much kind of survived in hell. Uh, grew to power. Uh gained favor of Malbolgia, Malbolgia and how he helped or how he pretty much he and Violator hated, have always hated each other and how he created the uh, the Hellspawn uh, symbiote armor and so he uh, is going through all that and then it kind of brings you up to modern day kind of where things are at so great artwork uh, like I said you can really see the uh, 
I guess just how deep the hatred is between he and and and, uh, and, and Violator slash Clown. Uh, you know, as as part of his penance, uh, because he originally tried to start an insurrection on Hell to take the throne from Malbolgia, and Malbolgia was you know had a traitor amongst his ranks, told on him, and they killed all them, but then sent Cogliostro back to Earth <laughs> with just a small uh, percentage of his power that once he used up, he would die and come back to hell, and then they would torture him. So he spent all the 3,000 years on Earth uh, not using that power, trying to you know siphon off the power from other uh, hell spawns or whatnot. But, and that's why he said everything changed except for... Uh, when Al Simmons showed up, so now it's kind of bringing you up to current times of where things are with uh, with Spawn books. So, pretty fun, pretty fun. I dug it. That is Spawn issue 331. And at the runner-up, the number two position this week from Marvel, it's Black Panther issue number seven. So, uh, the Prime Minister now has discovered that Alkai's plan is basically to take over Wakanda and she realizes it and kind of sends off this own separate message which you know Alkai's like okay screw this end her you know we're going to take power type of thing and now T'Challa Shuri Storm uh, he's basically begging like hey from the uh, from Okoye and the the uh, what are they the, the, the Doja I can't remember how you what it is the doja whatever so he's basically asking him like look i need i need y'all's help you know to save wakanda and they're kind of like no no t'challa we've heard this all before no we we won't help you we'll help shiri but we're not helping you yada 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 because you won't change you've lied you've done all this other stuff you don't change your ways you just you'll find a way to get restored to power and no we're not going to help you and he says but that's that's where this is different I don't want to be restored to power. I understand the mistakes I've made. And I know restoring myself to power or wanting my power back as king, it's only going to make things worse. So no, I don't. If you help me, yada, yada, yada. So Shuri sneaks in. You know, they were like, okay, well, we'll do this. Shuri sneaks in uh, to, to where the main, I guess, part is to get them in. Uh... Tozen kind of steps in to help the Prime Minister uh, and then eventually save Shuri as she gets overwhelmed. Uh, and then that's when they start bringing everybody in and like, all right, time to roll. So it's a nice, nice, really fun back and forth. A lot of emotional, especially with between Storm and it's a really emotional moment between Storm and, and T'Challa where, you know, basically T'Challa's like, look, I know I've done a lot of wrong as king, but I've also done some good, but you know, unfortunately, as an effective leader, you know, you're remembered more for the wrong you do than the right you do. And he ends up asking uh, Storm, he says, Aurora, will you uh, will you forgive me? You know, for I was a terrible husband, yada, yada, yada. And she's like, you're right. You know, you were a terrible husband. You were a terrible friend, you know, but now you're trying to make that up to me as a friend. And for that, I will always be grateful and you always will have my love. But as far as our past, I can't forgive you, T'Challa. I, I, I cannot do it. 
So he's just kind of like, oh, shit. I just buried my heart out and just she just stomped on it <laughs> type of thing. So I was like, oh, shit. Man, he's Chala's really going through some shit. So, goddamn. But so the runner-up was Black Panther, issue number seven. Which means the winner and the pick of the week for July 6, 2022. It's the Joker, issue number 15. And that is coming up next. And the pick of the week for July 6, 2022. It's the Joker issue number 15, the finale to the series. We start back in a flashback. Jim Gordon standing on a snowy rooftop. Jim thinks to himself, thinking back, I can only really see how naive I was. For a moment, it seemed like The impossible was possible. Batman and I were going to root out all the crime and corruption from our city. I remember standing on the rooftop, waiting to tell him about this latest case. It wasn't anything I was taking too seriously. It felt utterly disconnected from our mission. Our war on crime. A madman in a clown outfit trying to poison the city's water supply. As Batman lands on the roof, he walks up and says, Tell me what you know, Jim. He's about to hit the reservoir. As Jim replied, smoking from his pipe. Jim continues remembering. I think about that moment on the roof a lot. Even though I have trouble placing it these days. That I can't even have been, that can't have been our first conversation about the Joker. Had he killed Henry Claridge, the diamond magnet yet? Ah, I guess he must have. I should go back over the case files one of these days and refresh my memory. But it all distills down to me and this conversation. With myself and Batman on a Gotham rooftop in the snow. And how I thought cases like this would be an aberration. We toss the clown in Arkham and never have to think of him again. But I also remember Batman. He'd gone head to head with the clown once at this point. And he understood that he was up against something different. There was a wariness in him. Something had changed. It would never be the same after that. Now, Jim, sitting in his apartment, lights off. Two bottle, two cups of whiskey poured. The bottle, almost empty. Batman approaches him from behind and says, Where is he, Jim? Where's the Joker? Gordon, not even turning around, says, I don't know, Batman. Did you kill him? Jim picks up his glass and says, You know, Batman, back at the beginning of this case, that's exactly what I thought I was hired to do. I didn't tell you. I wasn't sure whether I wanted to go through with it, and I wasn't sure whether I wanted you to stop me. I really considered it too. Had the opportunity a few times, directly, 
and indirectly. Without taking a drink, Jim puts his glass back down. Batman then squints at him. What happened in Texas? Gordon sighs. And then says, We've known each other long enough. I think I've earned some deference, some respect, and most of all, the chance to explain myself. I'm listening. What do you want to know about a loose affiliation of criminal organizations that called itself the Network? Batman responds, I've heard rumors. Brushed up against the edges of its network myself. Jim then says, Today, their organization is going to start to fall apart in their hands. Batman then asks, What did you do, Jim? I'm going to tell you the story, Batman. A long, strange story I've been putting together over the last few months. But there are a few things you need to understand, first and foremost. In Majorca, I met a member of the network, a real mad scientist, a cloner. He was trying to create a new generation of costume villains that this network could control. He explained that the network sees the battles between costume heroes and villains as useful because it distracts from the work that they do in the shadows on behalf of the richest and most depraved people on the planet. The network has spent the last couple decades luring the most dangerous costume criminals to their little resort spas where they can stay off the radar of heroes and the authorities. And they've amassed the DNA of some of the most dangerous people on the planet for them to splice together and to create these monstrosities conditioned to follow their orders. Vengeance is one of these creations. A female clone of Bane conditioned to follow the orders of the military junta ruling over Santa Prisca program to hate their chosen target. You can think creatively to imagine her figure like her, programmed to kill a city's hero and unleashed to distract them while the network carries out its work. I would have never found this out. I never would have found any of it out without a young woman named Crescinda Clark. She's the one who sought to expose the network and the organization, the organization providing its funding the Court of Owls. She wanted to tear down the organization that had cast out her father and destroyed her life. Through her father, she knew the existence of vengeance. And with that, she allied herself with Bane. Together they devised a plan that threatened to lay out the larger shape of the network for the authorities. Together the two of them realized that they would need a scapegoat scapegoat to let them act freely so they framed the Joker who they knew to be using the network's resources since the events of the Joker War Bane faked his own death in the hope of drawing out his daughter then they came to me they needed someone who believed who believed could bring peace together the larger mystery and drag the network into the light so they plied me with two things they thought would push me to act. Money and the Joker's head on a platter. I don't like what it says about me, that it worked, but it did. I went out 
looking for the Joker, and slowly pieced together the larger mystery. I thought I was chasing the Joker, but I was chasing something else. The shape of this secret network of evil sprawling all over the globe. In Belize, I could see that the Joker was angry about something. He had been used by the network. And then, a target had been put on his own head. He wanted to know why. God help me. I wanted to know too. Gordon then takes a big gulp of his whiskey. Putting the glass down on the table, says, Let's go to the roof. Batman asks, The roof? Gordon says, Yeah, the roof. I always feel a bit more honest up when I'm up there, when I can see the city. They walk to the window. Batman then says, Lead the way. Yeah. Okay. Climbing out on the fire escape, Gordon then lights his pipe. At some point, Joker figured out that the network had taken some of his DNA and they were going to use it. They were going to try to create Jokers they could control and weaponize. I saw the results of their experiments. They were horrible. So he burned down the lab he found in Paris and went after the man behind the the program in Majorca. He was going to bring the whole system down. And this... This was all still how it was supposed to go, you know? I was putting the pieces together. I had met with internal pole. I'd find the laboratories. Put it all together myself. The network would be exposed. <sighs> At least that's how this plan was supposed to work. I figured most of this out when I got back to Gotham from Majorca. I figured out the bane of it all. I saw how they'd been using me. But the Samsons, they weren't a part of the plan. And suddenly, my daughter was caught right in the middle of this hell. Without even turning around, Jim says, I like the yellow Batman. Makes me think of the better times. Before it got so complicated. Before he got complicated. The Joker, I mean. Turning back and looking at Batman, Gordon says, Do you miss it? Confused. Batman says, Miss what? Gordon then replies, When it felt like, I don't know, when it felt like there might be some kind of ending, when there was some kind of hope that the harder we worked, the better the city got. Sometimes I wonder if I ever really did believe that, or if I just told myself that I did. Let myself be my own fool. I feel so old looking back at it, all the years, all of the stories we've been a part of, all of our rooftop conversations. Both men now staring out over the city. Batman says, finish your story, Jim. Texas. Gordon then says, that's not where I left it off. I left it off with Barbara. Who had been the piece of the puzzle I'd been missing. We see Cassandra, orphan, fighting with a talon on the plane. Bullock says, Should we help? 
Barbara says, obviously, but we need to be smart about this, Harvey. Do you still clear around that clunky utility blade? Yeah. You want me to try to stab him? No. I think my, my dad would be really upset if I got you killed. Hand it over. As Orphan lays a big kick into the face of the Talon. Barbara says, listen to me. You've been brainwashed. They've made you think you're some kind of warrior assassin. But you aren't. The Talon then speaks, Shh, shut up. Barbara then says, Hold him back, girl. As she picks up the Talon, the Talon then tries to speak while being choked. The Court of Owls has sentenced you. Barbara then takes the utility knife, cutting off his mask. She then yells, You aren't a talent. You're my brother, James Gordon Jr. They use their process to bring you back as one of their talents. J James... Junior? Says the talent. Barbara, tears in her eyes starting to form, says, I'm sorry they did this to you going to try to fix it to try to bring you back for real but right now I need you to go to sleep she then breaks the window in the plane Harvey having helped his, put his mask on says, what the hell is she doing Julia says Talon's deactivating the cold she's dropping the temperature as the body of James Jr. collapses. Barbara says, Okay, now we need to figure out what to do about Dad. I just hope he's not in too much trouble already. Jim, with his gun drawn at the back of the head of the Joker, says, What are you giggling about? The Joker says, Oh, you know, I'm just trying to figure out if you're going to kill me or not. And if you are, I'm trying to decide if I'm rooting for you. Crescinda now, putting in the code of a vault, says, I have the access codes to the safe room. We're in. When suddenly, vengeance comes crashing through the wall. You're not getting away from me, Joker! Crescinda says, get in, quick, as they close the vault door. When they're met, the arrival of the Samsons. Knife in hand, the old Samson says, Now, I don't know if you've been told about Southern hospitality, but we do things a little differently down here in Hooper County. I'll be having a bite of that clown now. As he slashes at the Joker. The Joker then points and laughs, I really don't taste that good. I'm full of chemicals. Preservatives aren't good for you, you know angry. Samson says, Don't you toy with me, boy. Gordon then steps in with a huge left hook knocking down Samson as Jim yells, Enough! The youngest Samson woman says, My uncle is an old man. Jim then says, Well, so am I. Cressida, 
Gag her for me, would you? I think we should tie them all up. The Joker then says, You know, as much as I like role play, as much as the next clown, but I think it's about time one of you tells me what's happening here. You were telling me a story about an old cop in Chicago. Jim then says, Yeah, he told me when I saw evil, I need to shoot it in the head. For so long, you've been my boogeyman. The one that's kept me up at night. And it almost made me forget something important. There are a lot of evil in the world. And when you see it, you do need to aim for the head. Back on the rooftop, Batman and Gordon stay, sit staring out into the skyline of Gotham. Jim says, I'm so damn tired, Batman. So tired I can't see straight. I remember caring so much about the little parts of the job. The righteousness. Knowing that there was a way to make this crooked system better. The defiance and the will to try to actually do it. I remember the thrill of discovery. The way the city would surprise and delight me. And remind me why the pain was worth it. I don't know if it's just that the years caught up to me or something actually changed in the fabric of the city or if something changed in me. For a while I did the best I could to soldier on without that fire in me but the exhaustion just bore down harder and harder on me. And I think at the start of this I wanted to do one more thing that reminded me of everything that I've done in Gotham City is worth something. I wanted to do something good that would help the city move forward. But there's still something hollow in it. Batman then turns to Jim and says, I know how you feel, Jim. No. No, you don't. You still feel the fire. You couldn't do what you do if you didn't feel it. Barbara feels it too. Sometimes I get jealous. I want to take a look at this city like I did back when I was a younger man, but that's gone now. Maybe it'll come back. Maybe I'll wake up some morning and march back into the GCPD and try to get back to the man I was. But right now, this other fight, it makes more sense to me. It doesn't ask me to believe in a brighter future. It lets me live in my discomfort, in myself and in the world. I'm reaching towards a different kind of good. One that makes sense to me. Back in the vault. Vengeance is pounding on the vault door, trying to get in. Gordon staring at the Joker says, Here's what's going to happen next, Joker. The press will come first. That's the most important thing. The network can pay off the local authorities. I guarantee the Samson says every cop in a hundred mile radius on their payroll. Ordinary people need to see the kind of evil we're dealing with here. See what the Samsons are. Then they'll be locked up and I'll be able to start putting together the larger picture for them. And you're going to help me. You're going to tell me each of the locations of the network's re resorts you've visited over the years. The Joker then starts to laugh. <laughs> 
That's a nice plan, Jimbo. But if you wanted to keep the upper hand, you probably shouldn't have put me in a safe house in Texas. <laughs> As he pulls out two guns, Bane then grabs the armor of her daughter and says, Enough foolishness. There is no time for this. I won't just let Joker go. He's not the one who wronged you, daughter. You know this. You share my blood, my mind. You are not the weapon of others. You are your own weapon. The authorities will be here soon. But if we leave now, we can have real vengeance on the people who made us into monsters. What do you say, daughter? Vengeance turns back looking at her father and agrees to leave. Very well, she says as they walk out, a hole in the wall. Back inside the vault, the Joker tells Gordon, Put down your gun on the floor, Jimbo. There you go. Nice and easy. No sudden moves. Now, who do I have to kill? Who to kill? I have to kill somebody. I could go with the Samsons, but their family's already dead, and they're about outed in the press. It's a bit more fun if they live to remember everything that they've lost. There's the person who didn't care about him at all, but still managed to set all this into motion and painted a target on my back. Then there's you, Jimbo. The biggest disappointment. For a second, I thought you saw how things worked. But you're still turning the pre to the press and to the cops. Boring. We've been playing this game long enough, and it's getting tedious. Without blinking, Gordon says, If you were going to kill me, you would have done it a long time ago. The Joker laughs. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll be on my way. Until next time, then. As he goes to walk away, Joker stops. Says, oh, right. He almost forgot. Like I said, Somebody has to die. He then fires, shooting Crescinda in the chest. Gordon intends to her. She says, My phone, help me. Gordon says, That's not important now, damn it. We need to get you to a hospital. Crescinda says, No, there's no time. I promise to pay you. I'm going to keep that promise. It's not the full amount. Just enough to keep the fight going. Tear it all down, Jim. Promise me. Gordon then says, I'll do everything in my power. As her eyes close, Gordon holds her body. Back on the rooftop, Jim continues his conversation with Batman. I got out of there before the presses could arrive. Circled up with Isabella and laid out the plan. We didn't want to tip off the American authorities because we didn't know how deep the network's tendrils got gotten. Hence, my stonewalling them. We especially didn't want any to let anybody know that we had gotten Sawyer Sampson to talk. He's bitter enough to throw everybody under the bus. Bane and Vengeance... 
I'm betting they're in Santa Prisca now, cleaning up the mess down there in their own brutal way. Bane wants to dismantle their whole, their whole cloning operation. But who knows how many more creatures like Vengeance are already in the wind. And the Joker? The Joker is the Joker. He's back in the wild. For so long, he's been my devil. So long that I think part of me lost sight that there are other devils out there. I picked my shot, and I took it. It meant letting him live another day. And I'm sure he'll make me regret it. But I can live with my choice. I'm entering practic privacy with entering private practice with Bullock. Isabel's going to keep us on to keep digging into loose ends. I'm sorry I didn't call when I could have. Batman says, It's fine, Jim. I'm impressed with everything you've managed to do. But are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. I'm happy to leave the capes and tights to you and my daughter for a while. Just do me a favor and don't let that damn clown stay free for long. I won't. Good. And Batman? Thank you for everything. As Batman leaves, Gordon stands on the rooftop by himself. Continues thinking. I never, I never expected this life. How could I have? It's brought me so much unbearable pain that sometimes I can forget the joy of the little victories. Doing a good thing that will make a small corner of the world a little better. I'm no superhero, even if I talk to a few of them on rooftops from time to time. I'm just an ordinary person doing my best to stand up to the darkness. What more could I be? What more could I want to be? I make a few calls before heading down back downstairs. Isabella tells me Interpol has started raiding the network hideaways, but they've been tipped off. It's not going to be easy. I call Bullock, who lays into me with an intensive chain of obscenities. I tell him that I'll be in the office in the morning to pick up the slack. I call my daughter. I tell her that we'll work together to find a way to take James Jr. off ice and give him his future back. And then I make my way down. For a moment, my, dr my mind drifts to the Joker. I wonder where he is out there. But my mind drifts further off to other things, which is probably healthier. That night, I sleep soundly. And I don't, I don't hear his laughter anymore. And that's the end of it. That's the end of uh, the Joker. Uh, there's the punchline backup story, which I will not go into reading because I did not read it myself. So, but yeah, uh, I, I really dig this. I like it. I like uh, really like this book. I really did. I really like the series. Uh, I don't think it should have been called Joker. Should have probably been called Gordon <laughs> or Kamish or something like that. But uh, still, it was a very fun read. That is Joker, issue number 15, pick of the week for July 6, 2022.
And that's going to do it for this week. Joker, issue 15, taking home pick of the week, July 7, 2022. Man, I really, really dug the way that ended. Uh, Kind of ended the way I expected it to. Didn't expect Jim to actually kill the Joker, but, you know, I did like uh, the ups and downs and the twists and the turns. Um, But, yeah, I I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was great storytelling, great writing. Uh, And I just like the character development. I I really cared for that. I mean, I really liked that. I liked the interactions between Jim and the Joker. Um, Don't necessarily agree that the book should have been called Joker. (laughs) Since it was mostly focused on Gordon, uh, being told by Gordon, and you had Gordon pretty much in leading the way. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. Joker sells books, Gordon doesn't. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, still pretty pretty damn good. I liked it. I like the way it ends. So, good stuff there. And then Black Panther. I'm really, I'm really digging this Black Panther. Tosin, finally, uh, in the forefront now, making his uh, presence felt. So that's pretty cool. You know, and then the, the closet. Or no, I'm sorry, Spawn. Spawn was fun. A nice Cogliostro uh, origin story and whatnot. That was pretty dope. Uh, seeing him all the way back. Uh, you know, getting sent to hell the first time. Then getting sent back to Earth and all this other stuff. So, not bad. I, I really dug that one. That was cool. Like I said, the closet was also really deep and disturbing. Little Monsters was great. Uh, you know, Batman Killing Time was really cool. I enjoyed that. Uh, Spider-Man was great. So, I don't know. Just some really good books this week. And I, I, I can't, uh, I can't, I can't talk about, about them enough, you know. I, I'm really, really happy with this week's books, even though I didn't get my Batman 125, which I will, I do plan on going back and rereading. Uh, hopefully my LCS gets theirs. Copy of them, so we'll see. Anyway, be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to, whether it's Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, all that good stuff. And then go follow on uh, social media, Facebook and Instagram. Both are at i.have.issues.comics. Give me a follow on whatnot. I'm at Vasos. That's V-A-S-O-S. Follow me on whatnot. Say you some comics. So check me out there. And uh, enjoy yourselves this weekend. Hope everybody had a great fourth and are recovering nicely. Uh, go enjoy Thor, Thor Love and Thunder this weekend. So in the meantime, I've been your boy Vasos. We'll see you next week with another episode of I Have Issues. <laughs>